it's just it is what it is we're sad i'm gonna do (laughs) what i did when they elected trump and make some tea if i can drink some tea and quietly reflect on how we've gotten here did you see burroughs for his post-game interview did you see the fucking look on his face um, if he wins the national championship, can somebody get that kid a new haircut? Because that's Golly. not it. It's like all shaped up at the bottom, but then I don't know what's happening at the top. It's like he tried to do Peaky Blinders, but didn't quite get there. And I know it was just a me thing, but he was just sitting there looking like ten to a million times smugger than any Baker Mayfield interview of all time. And I'm not you even think so. I swear to God, I'm going to find it and I'm going to send it to you. Him sitting yeah. there like a little shit. No, I have to see it. Baker's <laughs> a pretty big shit. Freaking smirking, <laughs> being ridiculous. And I'm going to send you the picture of LSU's O-line. It's okay. Yeah. Not, it's not real. And then I'm like. Well, maybe it's because somebody with the last name Grinch has never watched The Grinch. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Hey guys, it's Babes in Ballland, and we are back. We could talk about Marshawn Lynch. Oh, for sure. He was like, surprise, I'm going to play some playoff football. Yeah, I'm not really interested in, like, playing the whole season, but I'll slide in. (laughs) He's like, things are going well. Glad to be back. Yeah. Mr. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Did you see his press conference, though? Yes. I I guess we should, like, hi, Marshawn Lynch is playing for the Seahawks again. Right before the Seahawks are supposed to play the 49ers on Monday Night Football. I know. Like, oh, surprise. Hi, it's me. I'm back. I just like that for his press conference, he was just like, happy holidays, Merry New Year. It's great to be back. And then he said, thank you. And then he left. I aspire to be Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I want to be that level of unbothered. Cool as a fan. I don't know what to think about the Saints and Antonio Brown. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Antonio Brown is like, maybe I could change. And then he went to practice with the Saints. Like, I could change for you. And I'm like, I've heard that that before from a man. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Like, I can change. (laughs) I'm like, well... The post that I saw, though, after, like, it, well, I mean, it was showing that he was working out with the Saints, but then under that it said that the NFL had made it clear that Antonio Brown will likely go on the exempt list until investigation is complete if he signs with anybody. Hmm. So it was saying, like, he wouldn't even be able to play. I'm like, then what are we doing? He's just, like, wrapping up for his job next year. I don't know. And I'm like, but the season's almost over. (laughs) I know. I was so shocked whenever they announced Marshawn Lynch. Um, I think I was mostly just shocked because 
I said his name last week. I know, you witchy woman. I know. I want to talk about the Packers, King of the North. I have a love-hate relationship with the Packers right now. Tell me everything. I mean, obviously they're still winning. They did beat the Vikings on Monday Night Football. But, like, the first half, what were they doing? It was uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah, Aaron Jones fumbled on the first possession. And then Aaron Rodgers threw that interception to start, I think, the second quarter. Then Devontae Adams fumbled. Then Jimmy Graham fumbled, but we recovered it. I'm like, why can't we hang on to the football? Dang. I know, like three turnovers in the first half. Jalen Hurts called. Yeah, it was hurtful to me. And then, like, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. And, like, <laughs> yes, they did come out in the second half and they looked better, but I still feel like the season's over. And I can't think of one time that the Packers just looked good the whole game. And that terrifies me. I don't know. I'm not really good right now for saying, because I think we had this conversation last week, too, about how I felt the same way about OU, where I was just like, I'm just not really quite sure that there was any point in the game where they were in complete control for four quarters. Yeah. And I saw um, one of the updates I got on my phone. It said the high-seeded, win-ugly Packers keep racking up victories. How good are they? And I'm like, I don't know. I did see that where they were like, you know, they were like Green Bay's ugly win. What does it mean for the divisional championship? And that sucks. Yeah. And like, yes, they keep winning. And I've seen them look great. Like, there's times where the offense looks great, defense looks great, but then there's just, like, this complete mental lapse the other half of the game. I don't know. I don't know. If I think they win tomorrow against Detroit, they'll get a bye in the playoffs, but I don't know. Are they going to go out there first game and, like, blow it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll look really good. It's just hard to say. The Chiefs are in the same position. Uh, we're counting on the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let that sink in. Uh, we need the Dolphins to beat the Patriots, and we have to beat the Chargers to get the first round by and a divisional game at Arrowhead. So there's uh, some teetering going on there. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, if the Dolphins beat the Patriots, I don't even. The season might as well be over for me. Might as well, yeah. Just end it. <laughs> just end it right there. Andy Reid was asked about um, how he felt about that setup, and he was like, "When you're in the dance, you have to be ready to dance." <laughs> I like that. I know, me too. That's some <laughs> little words of wisdom right there. Yeah. They play the Chargers tomorrow Chargers. at nooner. The Chiefs played the Bears last week. They won twenty six to three. Patrick Mahomes had two hundred and fifty one yards and two touchdowns throwing and one running. And I thought it was funny too because I was reminded um, that the Bears had passed on Mahomes in the 2017 draft. 
for Trubisky. <laughs> Trubisky. Trubisky. And then, because I had to remember, because um, on the touchdown play with Travis Kelsey, Mahomes was, like, counting out the draft picks yeah, that I were ahead that. of him. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was the Bears. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of, uh, Patrick Mahomes hurt my feelings today. <laughs> with I wasn't going to bring it up. I with, saw it, but... <laughs> It's just a simple tweet that said he was going to head to the 7 o'clock college football game. You saw it, and then uh, somebody sent it to me, and I was like, okay, Patrick. (laughs) Yeah. We're only down four touchdowns at the half. It's fine. We just talk college football and get it over with. Get it over with. Yeah, it's painful in there for us this week. Um, I'll start OSU versus Texas A&M. I was kind of scared, like, the very first possession because Texas A&M came out and their defense looked good. I think we got negative 11 yards on our first offensive possession. But then after that, they got the ball to Chuba. He had a great run. They came out and scored twice early. And then what? Like, Like, literally... They just got shut down from then on out. And I think the score makes it feel like it was a closer game than it ever really was. I don't even know what to say. We opened the game with, like, I think a missed field goal, and then we got the two touchdowns, and then a punt and another missed field goal. So they lost by three, so we already had two missed field goals. That would have put us ahead. And, yeah, 21-24 final. Chuba did end up getting 2,000 rushing yards on the year, so that was exciting, but overall, it just felt pretty defeating. Like, we were up early, and then that was it. Chuba Hubbard is a precious angel. When I saw when he was asked about reaching 2,000 yards, which I think hadn't been done for OSU since 1988. Yeah. Um, he said 2,000 is just a number, but these friendships and bonds last forever. I know. Wasn't that cute? Um, the game think, wasn't cute, but... Well, the onside kick, I was like, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. It's hard to not see them taking advantage of having, like, one of the top three rushers in the nation and I know like at the time well I can't even really say that because points missed always come back to get you but we missed that very first field goal and then we missed one right before half um there was a possession in the second half where I think it was fourth and one and they went for it and we didn't get it. So we were out on downs. It makes you wonder if we would have kicked a field goal then if things would have been a little bit different, but even it being as close of a score as it ended up being, I don't think we deserved to win. You know, like there were parts that looked fine, but I wouldn't say they ever looked great. That's fair. I mean, it sucks, but it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Chuba's going to enter the draft? He said we have to wait two weeks. 
I don't know. I'm really scared. I'm like, what are you doing for two weeks? I'm, I know. I just want, please, one more year. <laughs> Baby, come, come back. back. <laughs> yeah. The Big 12 did has not had a good last 24 hours. Um, Notre Dame beat Iowa State 33-9. to I thought that Iowa State would do a little bit better than that. Same. But they didn't. And uh, the uh, Peach Bowl, the Peach Ring Bowl mood (laughs) is uh, (laughs) Katie and Kyrie watching backup players lose to the Knicks. That's the general mood. Um, I decided that I was going to do the rundown in the game as the five stages of grief. Uh, we'll start with denial at the 49-14 score at halftime with a record-breaking seven touchdowns and a half by any player. Um, I saw a picture before the game of LSU's O-line with their shirts off, and it didn't, it didn't even look real. Like, they were so huge, and I started, like, sweating a little bit because I was like, we can't do this. I started stress eating cookie dough and peach rings. If I die of salmonella, let the school know that it was a direct (laughs) causation. That's like a weird pairing (laughs) (laughs) to be eating, but. (laughs) Justin Jefferson for LSU had four touchdowns. In the first half, which was the most by any player in a New Year's Six game, Peach Bowl, etc., etc., all the accolades. The next uh, stage of grief was uh, anger, starting at the no-call pass interference. Yeah. I saw a tweet that said, Saints fans, feel your pain. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at 63-28, it was starting to look like... <laughs> we weren't going to have any answers. Kind of went out of order in the stages of grief because I feel like the bargaining came early because we started out really strong. And I feel like you guys started out so strong too. Like CeeDee Lamb had a 51 yard reception to set up Brooks for the rushing touchdown to immediately answer LSU's um, touchdown. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here we go. But then. Terrible things happened. And uh, I don't even have the final score written down. I literally did not write down the final score. Uh, Let me pull it up here just for posterity's sake. It's like clap back and score, you know, initially. And then it just like fell apart. I don't know. They literally ran all over us. And then the last stage of grief. Um, well, not the last stage, I should say the second to last stage of grief was um, depression. Watching Jalen Hurts trying to smile, which is so ironic as he was jogging off the football field. Yeah. And all the love that all the LSU players were showing, like everybody was making sure that they got to him to show him some love. And then Kenneth Murray was crying, literally crying tears when he was asked about Working with linebackers, Coach Brian Odom, he said he was the best coach he ever had while he's weeping. <sighs> My favorite thing about the OSU game was when they finally decided to go no huddle with the offense at the very end. 
and then they scored that touchdown. I'm like, you fuckers. <laughs> like, why would you even? Why? The why whole time? Hope? I know. And then, like, the offense flowed so smoothly, and I'm like, okay. I'm done here. Yeah, like, when they put Spencer Rattler in and for, like, the last two minutes, and he threw, like, the best play of the whole game. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Good night. Make it hurt, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had not watched a full L- LSU game the whole season, and I was pretty mad that Tuba didn't even get invited. Um, not that I didn't think Joe Burrow deserved it, but I was, I mean, I was a little mad. And watching him today, I was like, dang. That one pass, I think it was like three and two. And he was running to the sideline, and he just lost it up. And I was like, there's nobody even in the area. But it ended up being the prettiest spiral I think I've ever seen. I know. He's good. He's so good. And then, like, the game was just, it, like, started off really sad with the linebacker coaches, daughter-in-law, passing away in a crash on the way to the game. And she's a television personality in Louisiana and one of the ESPN announcers was like what a distraction and I was like um oh I didn't hear that that's a and I it was the same guy that I was like literally so pissed off at through the whole game like he was just like not I don't know like he was just like kind of snarky and I don't want to say not connected but like definitely there was like no empathy. I mean, I feel like he tried to walk it back a little bit, but I was like, a distraction? Sir? Yeah. (laughs) A really poor choice of words, so. Yeah. I don't know. It was a bummer, man. I'm bummed out big time. We just looked lost. Yeah. We looked lost. Like, we, we looked like we rolled in to play the Patriots. Dang. It was like my, it was like the Dolphins versus the Patriots. (laughs) And I didn't really expect to win the game. And I know that makes me like a sad fan, but I started trying to pump myself up a little bit. And I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) Like trying to get pumped up. But I'm like, this is just, this is what happens. This is what I was talking about a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, can't we just play a nice bowl game? (laughs) <laughs> just one, please. I don't even care if we win or lose it, but just a nice, evenly matched bowl game. And I guess that answers the question that everybody wants to know. Did Oklahoma deserve to be there? Probably not. You and I had kind of talked, though, as far as teams go, we didn't think they had it this year. It just sucks. Yeah. I had a listener question, and I've been stomping around all week asking Jay this and he's like I don't know but I just don't understand why one plays four and two plays three and Misty messaged me and she was like do you know why and I'm like no I don't know why it's stupid (laughs) I don't know either I would think why doesn't one play two and three play four mostly I'm just hoping that Baylor can redeem the big 12 versus Georgia Oh, I did, I forgot they were playing Georgia. Yeah, that's hurtful too. Yeah. I mean, ideally they could redeem us. That wraps up. I was like, 
I'm excited for bowl season. And now oh. I'm just in a really bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the energy is a little bit low, but but you it just said let's record after the game. <laughs> this is gonna be like my Yankees episode. Yeah. I feel like. Sad Yankees fan. Yeah. Let's move into basketball. Because I want to talk about Christmas Day basketball. That was okay. just a really fun day to me. Um, I watched the most boring game on the planet, the opening game, the Celtics game. See, I didn't watch any of that one. It was so boring. Yeah, I wasn't super like super interested in that it, one. And by the time I sat down for the Bucks and 76ers, it was almost over. See, I think... I watched one and four, and you watched two and three, and I think you got the good games, and I watched the boo-boo games. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks and the 76ers, Giannis looks, like, he looks bad. He looks really bad. It was not a good showing for him. No, he was eight for 27, zero for seven for threes. He did have 14 rebounds, but only 18 points. Uh, There was a play where Embiid didn't even go out and guard him when he was on the three line. So that was a little hurtful to me, but he did not look good. And then there's this play where I think Giannis was trying to dunk and he got poked in the eye. And then when he realized that there wasn't a foul called, he absolutely lost his shit. (laughs) That was not a very good outing. Um, the 76ers did win 121 to 109. Yeah, Giannis looked bad. I don't have anything else to say for that one. And then Rockets Warriors was next. I did watch some of it, but not all of it. Um, the Warriors beat the Rockets, and that's it. Yeah. What I did realize in that game, I know I had said before that, oh, I don't, I don't think Draymond makes me mad anymore. No, he, he still does. He's a mouth breather. <laughs> And he still makes me mad. So, I guess I just hadn't watched him in a while. I don't know. But it is confirmed. I still hate Draymond. Draymond, he scored 20. And I read this thing that said, he is a star and maybe it's acceptable. But what isn't acceptable, especially for a team with championship aspirations, is giving up 40 points on 11 to 22. (laughs) I was like, oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> that game was fun because I don't know was Steph not with the team before because I think I read this is his first game back with the team so maybe he was rehabbing at home I don't know um, but him and Clay on the bench that was cute James Harden said the world and the game is missing Steph and Clay and I agree I mean yes yeah. Flash Brothers, let's bring it back. I mean, Draymond, no. He said Draymond, no. <laughs> My name is no. I don't know, like, how I managed to block that one out, but it's confirmed. I still dislike him. Um, The big game was um, L.A. versus L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I love how, like, Everyone was just having a really good time. Like, the Lakers were just really feeling good. And they were being cute with everyone on the sidelines. 
Yeah. And then they lost the game. This game definitely had, like, the most storylines for me. First of all, Kyle Kuzma's outfit to the arena was the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. Was it, like, (laughs) sequined or was it just shiny? It looked shiny. Like, you know how that, like, snakeskin print can be shiny? Yeah. Like, leather, that's kind of what it looked like, but it was white. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It looks like the suit itself was like a light, minty, I don't know. But it was a shiny suit with a tank top under it. Um, Not so, just a tank top, ma'am. It was fishnet. It, okay, yeah. A fishnet tank top. And I'm like, I don't know what you were trying to achieve, but I don't think we hit the mark. You could see his whole body. Worst. That was the worst outfit I've ever seen. So that, like, started the game. And then when Anthony Davis landed on Kevin Hart, I was living for that. That's the part I'm talking about where, like, it was right before the half. And, like, yeah. the Lakers were up and everyone was having such a good time. And then the we next thing we giggling. know, Patrick Beverly is making his move. Yeah. Now, I didn't see, I didn't watch the very beginning of it, and I read that maybe Patrick Beverly had hit LeBron, and he re-aggravated that groin injury, but I didn't see it. I just saw the block at the end, which, I mean, it was a good block, but um, did you see what Patrick Beverly said after the game? Was it the part where somebody in the crowd was like, don't make me call James Harden? Yeah, and then he responded, I'll lock his ass up too. And then he was also quoted saying, it's my motherfucking city. And I'm like, okay, okay, Patrick, hold on just a second. He's really big for his britches. Yes, he is. And I'm like, (laughs) sir, I didn't even remember that you played there until I saw (laughs) the game. Okay. There were several other players that I was excited to watch, and I didn't even remember that you were on the roster. So I'm like, let's calm down a little bit. It's LeBron (laughs) City. Or is it Kawhi City? Or is it Kawhi City? Um, Kawhi, Mr. Fun Guy. Did you hear his quote after the game? No. He said, well, it was another road game. And that was his response. After Patrick Beverly was like, it's my city. Kawhi was like, well, it was just like another home game. You know, (laughs) I'm like, Kawhi. And I think Mm -hmm. LeBron's, well, I don't know if the Lakers are playing right now or already have played, but he was questionable with a groin contusion. Oh, there was all the drama all week because they were like, LeBron said he wasn't going to do load management. And they were like, it's an injury. And they were like, we don't believe you. (laughs) It it was high drama. It was wild. There were so many team doctors on Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Also, Giannis has missed two straight games. I I think maybe back soreness is what I saw. So he's also been out some. I am reading that LeBron is available Saturday for Lakers at Blazers, but I don't know if he's currently in. Also on the injury list, 
this was a return, though. Luca came back from his ankle injury. And he almost put up a triple-double in his first game back against the Spurs. So he's like, hi. to see him. Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm Luca. My ankle's fine. I scored 24 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. And, yeah, it's just in time because the Thunder play the Mavericks on Tuesday, the 31st, and I'm going. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to me. It's also uh, the closest seat I will ever have had at a Thunder game. So I'm pretty excited. Close and personal with Luca. Yeah, it's private. Um, Speaking of ankles, Dennis Schroeder had a really tough week. Yeah, he did. And then he was, like, fined for swatting at that ref. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was injured, and I'm like, yeah, it's time to sit it down. Briefly, Jesse got to see the Thunder beat the Clippers real time, 118 to 112. SGA scored 32 points in matching one of his career highs, and Paul George said he was happy to be back. It was nice that the crowd did cheer for Paul George. At the end of the day, like, he was in and out so quick that, I don't know, it didn't bother me whenever he left. So, that was nice. Didn't play very well. No. <laughs> I mean, no, not really, but Is that shady of me to say? <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. All the shade. The guy next to me at the Thunder game, he said we're saving all the booze for Kevin. And I'm like, well, yeah old guy that guy's my I always friend sit, yeah I always sit by an old guy when I go to the games by myself it never fails remember the last time and the guy was stealing the shirts off the back of the chairs what was Dang. that a playoff game you said he put like eight shirts on <laughs> yeah and he took all of them yep <laughs> I like his style layered up um overall that was a pretty good game I feel like they played very well it was nice to see them win. Um, there was this play in the second half. I think Steven had maybe stolen the ball, and he was at half court, and I thought he was just going to, like, dribble all the way down like we were all ready for it. But then he picked up the ball. I'm mm-hmm. like, Steven, just take it to the house next time. Aww. They trailed 18 in the second making it the third time in seven days that we have overcome a deficit that large for a win. I don't remember the final. Maybe like... 118-112. I feel like it was a good, solid win. And then we had a disappointing loss to the Grizzlies. Yeah. I, I mean, it just felt like the Grizzlies had control pretty much the whole game. It must have been really wild because I wrote the final score down as 197 to 110. Oh, you're like, it was out of hand. Okay. (laughs) It must have been that bad. It was like the OU game. I just remember like at the end of the first, kind of like start of the second, the Thunder were ice cold. There was a lid on the bucket. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those games where if Steven wasn't out there, it was like, well, who's going to rebound? Yeah, true story. And then it, it snapped a four-game winning streak, and it just felt, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it still was a good stretch for them, but it's also fun to win. 
winning is fun yeah even when it's ugly and then um i think it was maybe before that grizzlies game when we got the news about gallo about him being out for the next couple games with the i think left ankle injury so he's been out for a little bit yeah so for tomorrow gallo and Truder are out for playing the raptors that's gonna be weird yeah, it is going to be. I'll be interested to see what rotations come out of that. Let's talk about your favorite game of the week, the overtime win against the Charlotte Hornets, 104-12. to felt like that was kind of pretty much the exact opposite of the Grizzlies game, except for the end. Like, the Thunder had a comfortable lead most of the game until they decided to have a meltdown in the fourth. <laughs> and... <laughs> The lead was cut to one with, like, eight minutes left. And it had been, like, a comfortable game the whole game. But they can't just, like, win the game. You know, they have to make it interesting. I read this article on Bleacher Report about that win. And I cannot have put it any better. Um, It says, unlike most fan bases, it's hard for Thunder Nation to get scared or worry in these moments because OKC has entered so many clutch time situations. It's almost like we feel more comfortable in these post-game situations. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. It's always got to be a nail-biter. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a Thunder game if you're not biting your nails. No. And then they did interview Steven after the game. And you know Dennis had to slide in because that's what he likes to do. And then they were both quoted saying, a win is a win, mate. And I'm like, well, yeah, you just scared the shit out of me. But, yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. A win a is a dub. <laughs> yeah. Thanks even for reminding me. Even if it's ugly. Yeah. So they were being cute. Like you said, they have the Raptors on Sunday. Mavericks on Tuesday, Spurs on Thursday, and then they play in Cleveland on Saturday. So I think aren't the Raptors and the Mavericks both in playoff spots? And I think the Spurs are maybe close, so those should all be pretty good games. We're still sitting at seven, and it's a good opportunity for us to have a good week. The more and more, like, I've been watching – I just really hope if they do have to make a move, they can either move Gallo or Chris Paul. I can just see, like, Steven and Dennis and SGA with all these young draft picks that we have, and it looks fun, you know? And I know, like, if they can't move Gallo or Chris Paul, they would maybe have to move somebody else. But I'm like, hi, that could be very fun. I don't want to move anybody right now. I'm not emotionally prepared for any trades, and I need to get it together. I mean, we're in a playoff spot. Let's see what happens. I mean, Houston's already tired of rust, so at this point, anything can happen. I know. Houston fans don't even like Russell. Like, yeah, not they, even a little. They don't care about him. He no. should have just He should have just gone to L.A. Yeah, probably. It sounds, it sounds like people just beat him there. I know, Paul. it makes me very sad. Yeah, <laughs> freaking Paul. <laughs> Have you ever met a baby named Paul? Because I haven't, okay? Paul George. <laughs> He's got two first names. <laughs> I know. And then, now we have Chris Paul, 
And I, I always get it confused with Paul George. I don't know. I can't freaking get used to it. <laughs> um, according to Jesse, all Pauls must go. All the Pauls, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was kind of sad to me. I watched a small portion of the Steelers against the Jets, and I mainly switched to that game because they said that Mason Rudolph came in because Devlin Hodges threw two interceptions. So baby Mason came in. He tied the game up before half. He looked probably the, I would say, the best I've seen him this year. And then he, like, kind of fumbled the ball when he was stepping back and got sacked. He landed on his left shoulder, and now he's injured, so they had to put Hodges back in. And that was just very sad to me. Like, he went out, he looked great, and then he got hurt. Baby Mason. (laughs) Baby Mason. I'm like, maybe this year just ain't it. I don't know. Um, would it be a podcast if we didn't talk about the Browns? They've been pretty quiet this week. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really remember from the game last week was OBJ yelling at Freddie Kitchens on the (laughs) sideline. But then like the next day they were like, oh, we were just talking about the refs. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't believe you, but okay. I wasn't asking to be traded. No. And then then it came out Jarvis Landry has also been playing hurt. Um, I think they said fractured vertebrae. Oh my god. Cleveland. Yeah. So they're going he's going to meet with a specialist after the season ends. And I'm like, why wait? Yeah. I think they I mean, lost like thirty to something, right? I think it I was like thirty to fifteen or something. It was awful. Browns. They Browns gonna brown. They play Browns the um, the what's it's tomorrow. The Bengals. Trivia question of the week. What's the Sunday night football game? You know what? <laughs> I kinda did like a little checklist. I was like Packers noon. Chiefs at noon. Browns at noon. And then I didn't look to see who was it on is Sunday night. San Francisco, Seattle. Oh, that'll be a good game, though. Yeah, that'll be a, it'll be better than last. Was it Monday Night Football? It was like literally the most boring game of my life. It was terrible. Oh no, no, no! I can't no. remember. Sorry, that makes it sound like um, I was talking about Green Bay, Minnesota. It was, it was definitely Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Sorry, Green Bay, Minnesota was like partly terrible the Packers <laughs> did squeak out the win I don't think I ever gave the final score but it was 23 to 10 so they did like get there but it always takes them a minute I'm like some of these matchups I feel like we could do better than this for yeah. our like Sunday night Monday night games because some of them have been pretty awful yeah that's very true and then there's not a Monday night football game this week right because we're in week 17. I believe that's right. I don't know. I'm just making a guess because I didn't think I saw anything. And then everything else is to be determined. And we can do what we always do as Oklahomans and put our sad football hats away and get our <laughs> thunder hats out. Thunder hats. We're in it. I really don't have anything else. Just my awards. 
I've got awards. I have two yes queens. I'll try to pick it up for awards a little bit because I know I've been like, <laughs> ugh, this <laughs> whole podcast. Um, College okay. football. Okay. <laughs> it got me. I needed a little <laughs> bit more time to recover. <laughs> At least when the Yankees lost, you could, got to sleep on it. Yeah, but I still woke up mad as hell. Like, it didn't matter. You really did. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to that episode later. <laughs> no. I'm um, so sad. Okay, okay. My yes queen goes to oh, – I have two yes queens, and one of them is, like, a fun one, and then one of them is kind of a shady one. But um, yes queen to Charles Barkley – he said the Pelicans are teaching Zion how to walk and run. And then he gave a little demonstration for Zion. This is how you walk and this is how you <laughs> run. And then he was quoted as saying, you should have thought about that before you drafted him number one, if he didn't know how to walk and run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, All the shade. you make a good point, sir. <laughs> we should start with walking start small one foot in front of the other (laughs) yes and then my second yes queen is um i don't know if you saw the penn state coach uh coach franklin getting his gatorade shower and then he literally turned around and tackled his players and he tackled them better than any tackling i saw at the peach bowl today dang he should give us lessons. He got his Gatorade bath, turned right around, and then just bulldozed him over. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> yes, I liked it a lot. Well, my yes queen, I just feel like we've really come full circle because I'm going to give it to Chris Paul. Okay? okay. And <laughs> the After you said he could why, get traded. Well, yeah, I mean... If I have to pick, he, I mean, he is still the odd man out. But when, I think it was the Thursday game against the Grizzlies, he tweeted, OKC, let me see your family Christmas picks. Got a pair of floor seats for tonight's game for the dopest one. So then everybody started sending in their pictures, and he gave them tickets. And I just feel like that's cute. Yes. That is really nice. I like it. It's come full circle. Awards for Chris Paul. Never yeah. forget. Yeah. I mean, tell him not to listen to, like, the first couple episodes because I talked a lot of shit. But we've come, like, full circle, okay? Chris Paul who? <laughs> I was so mad. I don't think I like him. <laughs> I have. <laughs> There's a direct quote. Okay, my Oh Honey Award, it kind of, it's weird because it kind of bounces. So, um, when in the OU game, when Bookie Radley-Hiles got ejected for targeting, which was completely valid, it was not a good hit, um, but Oh Honey, how are you going to get ejected? I'm like, who are we going to put in? Who are we going to put in? I who know. are we going to put in? There's nobody to put in because everybody's acting up. And then I was so frustrated, and then I started looking at Twitter reactions after the game, and um, this kind of goes into that five stages of grief, but um, media personality Jason Kersey tweeted, 
that bookie Radley Hiles is walking around the locker room personally apologizing to every player. He also talked to me with tears in his eyes. Through tears in the locker room, he's quoted as saying, I was 100% in the wrong and I made a huge mistake. From a team perspective, that was very selfish of me to put my team in that position. I'm 100% responsible for it. I've got to grow from it. And I'm very sorry and I apologize to Sooner Nation and to everybody who supported us throughout this year. And I'm just like, oh, honey. Yeah. So terrible. I know. It was so just that timing. Yeah. And I, I know, like, being really mad at him to feeling really bad for him in a matter of, like, two hours. I know. And I know, like, adrenaline, all that. Like, it's easy for me to sit here on the couch and be like, oh, well, yeah, that's targeting. You know, I know it's different, but it still just sucked. Yep. My oh honey is gonna go to KD and Kyrie collectively <laughs> because we've seen them pouting on the bench yes. while the Nets <laughs> lost to the Knicks. Yes. So excellent. Um, I know, like I have that picture saved. It's in my camera roll. Who knows if I'll delete it? But after that picture came out, they were talking about how. Kyrie still wasn't cleared for contact and I think he'd missed like 18 games or something like that and in the comments because that was on Twitter in the comments somebody had commented Kyrie ain't playing again until KD is playing with him which is like fine whatever but it was the comment after that that really just like took the cake for me and this person said um until he can heal up from his hurt feelings. And I just feel like if I could meet that person in real life, maybe it was me commenting on there. I mean, I wish I would have came up with that, but I'm on the same page. Kyrie always gets butt hurt. Him and Kevin were butt hurt together. They get the oh honey. Let the butt hurt flow <laughs> through you. Let it sink in. Yeah. They were so sad. It was everything to me. It, it, yeah. Absolutely. I don't have a pinky power play out of respect for the Stoops family and everything that happened to us today. (laughs) I do not have a pinky power play. I will return next week. Well, I'll move on with my pinky power play. I've kind of done a deep dive on YouTube. Um, I found this guy that makes Steven Adam videos, just highlights, you know, stuff like that. But he really just talks him up. So I've been in deep on the videos all week. And I said earlier in that game, it was Sunday because I was there. It was, it was against the Clippers. He got the ball at half court, and I thought he was just going to bring it home, you know, all the way down the court. And he didn't. Well, in I think it was the game against the Grizzlies, he was running in late on the play, and he got the ball at the three-point line. And he did dribble to the basket, and he did a Euro step. I'm like, Steven Adams, seven-foot giant, doing a Euro step? It was Without tweaking an ankle? Oh, my gosh, I know. And, like, yes, he is a big guy, but he's also more athletic than people give him credit for. And I was impressed. He gets the pinky power play. I saw a tweet that was like, let me see you Kiwi step, and I (laughs) cannot get it out of my head. (laughs) I know. It's there forever. Uh, Hashtag, we need Steven. Protect Steven Adams at all costs. 
Steven shoots the thunder, whatever you got. I mean, just get it out there. Yeah. We need Steven. Uh, I want you to be excited first because I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to wrap up the episode with mine. Uh, my Tim Tebow, I'm excited to be a Jet Award. It's pretty simple. I'm going to the Thunder Mavericks game. I'm excited. Luke is back. The Thunder have been playing well. I'm hoping it's a good game. Uh, my Tim Tebow, I'm excited. The most exciting part, the exciting part is, um, it is Jesse getting to go to see Luca for New Year's. I Yay. am super excited for her. Also, um, this is episode 19 of our podcast. Um, right in between Christmas and New Year's, it's that weird time where nobody knows what day it is. Like, um, but I am looking towards 2020. I'm super excited about our podcast, about continuing it to the um, average 14 to 18 of you that listen to us every week. We appreciate you more than I don't we can have say. that many friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there are people actually out there who are listening aside from yes. like my husband and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, definitely like a big shout out to, uh, Misty Skinner. She listens every week. She retweets all our stuff. Like anybody who has like, just gone on this journey with us. I'm excited. Happy New Year. Babes in Ball Land is what's up.